0: Do you want some football? Let's That's go, what man. we want, and I think, uh, well, fans, it, uh, if you're thinking about going to Heinz Field to go mm. see some football this year, uh, well, it's not going to happen at least in September. Quite possibly longer than that. Uh, the Steelers announcing today, as did Pitt football, as did the Eagles, uh, as I'm sure did another a, a number of other colleges around the uh, the state. That uh, well, there won't be any fans in the stadiums at least in September the eagles the eagles actually took it even more cryptic than than that they said that there won't be any fans in the near future
1: No really um you know that's not screaming optimism for October it, right? it is
0: not and um it's it's disappointing yes. I'm sure to a lot of the people listening on our on our audience right now uh not surprising necessarily but certainly uh newsworthy and I'm Dale Lally, uh, here on this training camp report, joined by Mike Pursuta of the DVE Morning Show and Steelers Nation uh, Radio and Steelers Radio Network, uh, here with Matt Williamson as well, also of the uh, Steelers Radio Network. uh, Guys, no fans in September.
1: It's weird. I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting what that environment looks like. It's not like the basketball and hockey bubbles, you know, where you're just watching it on TV and you don't see all that emptiness. I don't know much more to comment about it. I know it's big news. It's one of the first negative things we've heard, really, during this whole process. I mean, everything's been moving along pretty well over the last couple of weeks, testing and all that kind of good stuff. And I can't say it's a shock,
0: though. Yeah, Dale, I'm just waiting for the, the pit joke. <laughs> I got no jokes over this, Mike. I'm, I'm all joked out. Um, I, I Honestly, I, I think this is kind of ridiculous. I think the state, uh, which has continually kind of messed this up, uh, is messing this up once again. We're going we, to the, the Kansas City Chiefs last week, or earlier this week, had a practice, a practice in which they let fans in. Yeah, it's a 60,000 seat plus stadium. You're telling me you couldn't put 10,000 or 12,000 fans in that stadium for a football game. when these are the same, very same seats, I might add, Mike, that you and I have been sitting in to watch practices.
2: Yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from, although I'm not surprised that it came to this because, you know, I live in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Right.
0: Nothing <laughs> surprises for, me over the... <laughs> I have for a while now.
2: But but I want to say this. I don't know how much you guys are watching the other sports uh, when they're playing. I'm watching them a great deal. And baseball, to me, it's fine. Uh, hockey, it's fine. I, I I'm not an NBA guy. I think college sports rely way more on the color and pageantry, if you will, and uh, the things around the game. I, I know people love to go to Heinz Field, and they're going to miss it. But you know, they'll get, they'll get a chance to do it eventually. And I think the show will go on. And I think it'll be a pretty good show.
0: Yeah, the show will go on, and we actually we talked to Ben Roethlisberger earlier today as well, and and he kind of he referenced. He said, you know. I don't know what this is going to look like, uh, but I get I get pumped up when I come out of the stand, or out, out of the tunnel, and, and the fans are there, and the towels are waving, and sure, it's sure. not going to be there this year.
1: Yeah, the entries and things like that will be really different.
0: And No, I'm sure, you know, know, sure, you know we've seen in the other sports where they announce these guys and they come running out on the field. We saw the Steelers do it last week when they, when they did their Friday night practice, or Saturday night practice. Uh, you know, they announced the players, they announced, I believe it was the uh, offense last week, Mike? Starting offense. Starting this. They announced the starting offense. There's nobody in the stands. I remember
1: I was watching open a reopening night of baseball, and they did that, and everyone would tip their cap and look around the stadium yeah. to nobody, and was like, "What are we doing here? This what? It's a little <laughs> silly." I, I, yeah, I know the starting I, I lineup. I just
0: think it's uh, honestly again, if you put ten or twelve thousand people in a sixty-five thousand seat sure. stadium, that's one person for every five seats.
1: They could all come in different
0: entrances. They could yeah. all have you know. Yeah. It, you know, you, you've got your group of people that you went there with. You guys can all sit together. You can space this thing out. Mm-hmm. That it's not that big of a deal. But once again, our governor, well, he just marches to the beat of his own drum.
1: Now I'm with you. I mean, I'm sure it could be feasible to get some people in that building. Yes,
0: but it's not going uh, uh, to happen. Anyways, to get off of that subject because it's a sore one with me. Uh, nah,
1: he <laughs> seemed pretty fine with
0: it. I'm just. Yeah, you did it well. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of Roethlisberger and uh, that talk that we had today, uh, I thought it was interesting, Mike, when I I asked him about, you know, I said, look, we've seen you, um, you know, throw the football. We've seen you throw the football consecutive days. We've seen you, you know, throw the football on the run. We've seen you throw it deep. Um, We've seen you basically do everything you need to do in a a football game. Is that game kind of the next hurdle that you have to cross? And he's like, yeah. You know, he admitted that, that, you know, last Saturday night, when he was in uniform and they were doing some live drills out there, uh, you know he kind of got nervous in that situation. goes and, and he told Randy Fickner, "You know, I'm, I'm nervous, and the only people in the stands right now are the, are the media
1: watching me." It's funny because he got nervous his first press conference with you guys too. You guys are
2: rattling him.
0: Uh, yeah, we got him, we got <laughs> we got bet on the ropes. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys buying that? Come no. on, he's done this his whole life. He's, he'll be fine. I, 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 think, I think, I think there's was...
0: always a little bit of trepidation there when when you have an injury that that forces you out of some games. I had I had a knee injury my my senior year in high school um, and missed a few games and had to come back uh, and, and it takes time. And we've, we Matt and I we talked we've talked about this a lot, especially you know quarterbacks with you know the, those kind of knee injuries, any kind of injury really mm-hmm. that, that you're coming back and you, you know you're seeing phantom guys coming at your legs and those kind of things. Um, I, I just think it's only natural for for a player for a guy like Roethlisberger. It's one thing to throw footballs in practice. Oh sure. And, and you're throwing against air, and there was nobody covering them. Mm-hmm. You know, the entire off season. And then you get into a you know into practice setting, and it you know there's guys, there's defenders there, but you know maybe it's three quarters speed or eighty percent speed or whatever. You know that that opening night in 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 the, at the Meadowlands, it's going to be for real. And I bet it's not. Boy, I'm nervous to take that first hit.
1: You you hear media people say that a lot. I mean, these guys have been getting hit their whole life. I mean, like, the the first hit isn't as big a deal. I'm wondering if he's thinking, on third and eight with a windy stadium, and I've got a defensive lineman hanging off me, and i got to drill an arm's throw, you know, out that, can I get it there? You know, when it matters most. It's not practice. It's not seven on seven. I can't set my feet, and I got to drive the football. Because his mind's going to tell him that he can. Oh yeah, he's right, done that right. all his life. Done,
0: he,
2: yeah, yeah, that's never been a problem.
0: Now it might be. I, uh, I, I, although he said his arm's stronger than ever.
2: I think he'll warm up to the task quickly. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I tend Understandably, to there too. might be some nerves, and yeah, maybe that first throw. he little voice in the back of his head. Okay, elbow. Don't blow up. But I, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, no, I, I do as well. He's such I just, a gamer.
0: I just think that you know, it, it's going to be a a year almost to the day um, hmm. since he last threw a pass in an NFL game. He got hurt last September 15th, and that first game is September 14th this year. Uh, so he's gone a year without football, and this is something that he's done you know since he was you know very little a little guy a little mm-hmm. Ben. He wasn't big Ben. He <laughs> right. was little Ben. And, and the other part of the equation is the fact that. He knows how much work he's put into this to get back to this point. Um, he knows the pain that he was dealing with. I, I can tell you, I had a, an arm surgery, uh, you know, this year. Uh, those are not fun. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he went through that. Um, you know, he knows everything that was involved. And I think, you know, getting back out there to for that first game, there's there's going to be some, probably some nerves involved. I mean, you just don't – until you actually do it, you don't know if you can do it. Yeah, uh- I think it's true, and I do think that the,
1: he's having a little bit of nervousness now, you know, with getting back into it. Maybe nerves isn't the right word. Maybe it's anxiousness or anxiety. I think or, anxi-
0: I think anxiousness or anxiety is probably... Yeah,
1: or, you yeah. know, anticipate whatever. Uh, but to Mike's point, too, is my hunch is it's not going to take long before he no, settles he's, right he's, in. he's yeah.
0: thrown, you know, 25,000 passes in the, in the NFL. I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting to watch, I, and I do think that uh, he is... Certainly, I don't know how you feel about this, Mike, but it seems to me like he is ahead of schedule.
2: I would have to say so. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have a real firm grasp of what I expected, but I certainly was not expecting uh, doing more work than he's done traditionally. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about that. Uh, what's it been five years, maybe give or take that it was one day on half day and then an off day. Right. And that was, that was, that was very regular. I mean, uh and, Regular to the point. Uh, a couple of years ago, the off day was when they were going to uh, Friday Night Lights at Latrobe Memorial Stadium, and you'd think, boy, there's gonna be a huge crowd there. These people want to see him throw. I'd say, hey, it's my off day. I'm gonna go sign autographs and and you know I'll do what I do to engage with the fans, but I'm taking the night off. Uh, he's just out there whipping it around, and uh, you know some of them, uh, the timing uh, not quite there yet. But boy, when he said today. Uh, we talked about this on uh, the streaming show I do with Missy Matthews uh, on Steelers.com, dot com, the kind of early part of practice thing. When he says my arm might be a little stronger, I think what he's saying is I got an absolute cannon, baby. Look out! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, is that reading between? 11? that's your
1: impression of it. That uh, was uh, yeah. that was
2: how I took that. I could be I could be wrong. It's happened before. No, I, I think, I think, I, think I think he's fired up about what he can do and how that pain that he's talked about that's been lingering for a long time isn't there anymore. And geez, Dale, the only limitation according to Randy Fickner is they don't let him throw at the crossbar anymore with Pouncy before <laughs> practice. Well <laughs> so he does it
0: a few ribs. He doesn't he doesn't throw that big heavy ball either that he used to warm up with. The big white. Uh, I th- oh, yeah, like yeah the rugby, 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 like that, the then, rugby yeah. ball. He doesn't. He doesn't do that anymore. Now he just throws a regular football like a normal human being. Okay. <laughs> uh, he is not Christian Scotland Williamson. He is not just Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> even though he's big as Christian Scotland Williamson. But yeah, you know, I, I think when when I, I uh, from what I've seen, he looks like Ben Roethlisberger, and I think it is very relevant that he isn't feeling any pain um you know I, I if you watch the video that uh, the the documentary that was put out and he talked about you know he's been dealing with that pain in the elbow for you know more than 10 years um that's not that's not ben being ben and just kind of playing it up that's true yeah that's true yeah, i mean i've sure. heard that from more than on more than one occasion and mm-hmm. that's why they were kind of giving him those days off as he got older because there was some pain there one thing i'm going
1: to keep an eye out on and, and i think when people ask me things like is Drew Brees showing his age. Usually the, what I've noticed the last couple of years with these, quote, older quarterbacks, Rivers, Brady, Brees, that they start to look old late in the year. You know what I mean? It, it's different to come out there, sling it early, especially if you're Brees in the dome or whatever. And But it's different come playoff time when you're hiding Brady or Brees a little bit more. And that would worry me with Ben without the surgery you know just at his age does the length and you know the the marathon of the season wear on you more at that age so we'll see you know i mean i think there's some other hurdles down the road too just for someone his age period
0: yeah and uh, if this turns out that you know he does look like he's 10 years younger do we start to see maybe more quarterbacks? Hey, I'm going to go back in and get some things right. tightened up a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Take a year off, or you know, right. Get yeah. some, you know, get get a little service work done,
1: mm-hmm. on this, get my oil changed. Because he's really the first one to have this procedure done, right, at the position. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: and I got to imagine every quarter. I mean, I imagine Brady has, and we see him on the on the injury list a lot for the when he was with the Patriots. Brady has a shoulder in- issue. Mm-hmm. Anybody oh, I bet all of them have. Yeah, arms. anybody who's mm-hmm. thrown as many footballs as these guys have. Uh, Is going to have some some issues in the shoulder or in the elbow, wherever it may be, uh, that they've been they've been dealing with for a long time. That's just managing, yeah, Yeah. right. But he's he's now feeling pain free, and I think that's significant.
2: And I think you see that in uh, the responses of his teammates to just his general demeanor. Uh, Guys are talking about how hungry he is and how how he's light on his feet. He's a different guy. We've heard almost daily uh, somebody reacting to him and, uh, you know, the kind of collective responses. Wow, boy, he looks like a different guy, man. He's just—he's—he's hmm. so, he's so upbeat. He's so energetic. And I think, you know, when you're feeling good, that, that, that kind of oozes out of you, right? Like, hey, let's get at it. Let's go, you know. Uh, he's not dragging. He's not concerned about anything. He's just, you know, working out the timing and the kinks. But uh, feeling uh, 10 feet tall and bulletproof.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, I I think it's uh, certainly gives the it should it's something that should give Steeler fans a lot of uh, a lot of hope for this season. Yeah, optimism. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of optimism surrounding that. Uh, our Steelers coverage is brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank is the official bank of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're listening to Dale Lally, Mike Persuda and Matt Williamson here on the Training Camp Report. Uh, we're going to take a break when we come back. We're going to take a look, guys, at some of the over unders. For okay. The Steeler players for the, the team itself this year, and what we think of those right after this. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash.
3: I
2: hear the train coming, it's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom prison and time keeps dragging on.
4: But that train keeps a rolling all down the san I'm
0: We are back on the training camp report. I'm Dale Lolly here with uh, Matt Williamson and Mike Persuda. These West first two songs have been my uh, – I requested those to Wes oh, here earlier today. I'm like, what do I want to hear today?
1: I was just about to give Wes a credit. I'm like, he's been spinning the tunes as usual.
4: <laughs>
3: Dale texted me at like 9 a.m. this morning oh, with, right. with a couple of requests. I mean, he was, was at, it, he waiting was at to it, get it I was waiting was to early. get into
0: the stadium. I had to get there early because Roethlisberger was talking, and I said, you know, while well, I'm sitting here, what kind of what songs do I want to hear today? And then I, t- I texted those two to Wes. I didn't text him anything else, and I said – if you could figure out a way to tie those two th- those songs into things, um, I think I did it though. With "Do You Want to See Football?" Okay, And in this case we got uh, you know we got Johnny Cash on the on the air, and we're going to talk about how to win cash. Okay, <laughs> you're stretching, but I'm I'm <laughs> fine with it. That,
2: that is a reach, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bigger reach than Troy Edwards.
0: Okay, all right. Well, I, I did want to talk, guys, about. All right, we just, we just spent the, uh, most of the previous segment talking about Ben Roethlisberger. I'm looking here on, the, on one of the many sites out there that you can now find these things on. And I'm looking at the odds for NFL MVP. And Ben Roethlisberger is plus 3,500. That's a big number. It's a big number. Uh, Baker Mayfield is plus thirty five hundred. Christian McCaffrey is plus thirty five hundred. And running backs rarely win this award.
1: Right, and they're not going to win any games.
0: Yeah, and they're not going to. They're going to. They're going to stink. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt Ryan's plus three thousand. Uh, Matthew Stafford is plus thirty seven hundred, and they're going to stink. Um, Phillip Rivers is plus thirty seven hundred, and he stinks. <laughs> and he actually good, stinks. Right? So I, I'm looking at that. Is 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 that a is that worth is that something you would look at, Mike? Me personally, no. I don't want to dampen your
2: enthusiasm, and I like the way you're handicapping it, but I've always found, or at least my theory has always been, if I'm going uh, into a future's place such as that, I want something where it just depends on what my guy does. In other words, I don't want to bring other people into it. I would much mm-hmm. rather go for a, uh, you know, touchdown passes uh, over, under, or We're total We're going to talk about those, too. Yeah. I or something. But I, I, I appreciate those more because, at least in my mind, I think I can better narrow in uh, what a given guy is going to do on a given team. Does that make any sense? Like, it just, you know, maybe I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to go throw 38 touchdown passes, but – uh, maybe Dak Prescott goes off, or somebody you know somebody goes crazy and wins the MVP. Because uh, you could be I'd wrong even try- if you're right. Right. Yeah, I try to I try to narrow it if I can. Now you don't you don't usually get the odds,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: what do the long odds do for you if you don't win? Absolutely nothing.
0: I will say this: some of the other guys, some of the guys who have better odds than Ben Roethlisberger to win NFL MVP, MVP. Cam Newton at plus fifteen hundred. Um, Noticeably higher. Carson Wentz at plus eighteen hundred. Like, see, I might put a buck on that one too. Okay. Uh, Prescott, the aforementioned Prescotts at plus fourteen hundred. Deshaun Watson at plus twenty two hundred. Drew Brees at plus twenty five hundred. This one, this one just kills me. Drew Locke wow. plus twenty seven fifty. That's that's, that's the worst one I've heard yet. Josh Allen at plus eighteen hundred.
1: Yeah, no, no, no,
0: no chance. No. Uh, Kyler Murray at plus twelve hundred. I mean, they're not going to win. That you got to win games. you got to win games to win this award. Um, you know, Kyle the Murray's has... not, not without a realm of possibility, I don't think. But he would have, have to go the... nuts. They, to, they would have to win that division, and I don't think that they can win that division. I agree with that. I
2: mean, yeah, probably right, but I don't know. The Hopkins thing out there, really, uh, I think that's going to be a dynamite uh, combination. The beauty of the Ben bet, though, is it's not far fetched if he plays just okay that
1: the Steelers win double digit games and getting you know become a playoff team. And if he plays really well, they might be a thirteen and three type of team and win the division where no one thought coming.
0: Right. You know. Yeah, I, I think that's... that doesn't mean to beat up Mahomes to right. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, Mahomes is easily the odds on favorite here. Sure. You know, followed by Lamar Jackson. Who's and, third? I'm just curious. Uh, I believe Russell Wilson. Is, ah, that's smart. plus seven fifty. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. should be. And the field is plus five hundred. You can pick somebody else.
2: Boy, that guy's really good. Yeah.
0: Well, he's he'll be in the NFL next year, field. <laughs> then they'll have to change that award. Um, <laughs> Justin. Yes. Defensive player of the year. I thought this was a little strange. TJ Watt is on the list, obviously. He finished third a year ago. He's at plus one thousand. There are Aaron Donald, I think, leads away at plus six hundred. As he should. Uh the field is plus five hundred. But some of the guys that that are—he's right there. Actually, Nick Bosa's at plus seven fifty. Khalil Max at plus nine hundred. TJ Watt's tied with his brother JJ at plus one thousand. Can you do a double Watt bet and get <laughs> plus five hundred?
1: JJ's the one that's too high.
0: I think so. Yeah, I mean, he says you got to be the um, field. But I think I—I I mean, he was third last year in the voting for that. He should have right. a good—he should have a good chance. Is that—is that something you would be interested in, Mike?
2: Well, that certainly seems like uh, a real good value because wasn't he a finalist
0: last year? Yeah, he finished mm-hmm. third overall in that last year.
2: Yeah, so so last year ended up being a three to one shot. And you would think the defense.
0: I mean, he looks better. The yeah. defense oh. should be better. <laughs>
2: oh, God, does he look better?
0: <laughs> Convincing me, maybe dial up my book. I mean, last year's winner, Stephon Gilmore, is plus eighteen hundred. Corners have a tough time. Corners have a tough time, but he's a guy. If yeah. you look at you look at uh, T.J. Watt put himself on the map for this award last year, right? Right. That's a lot of times how that's kind of thing. He works. goes out and puts up eighteen to twenty sacks, right? The plus Steelers the way he takes the football game, away, but, and they right. win a bunch of games, and they've got you know maybe the, the one of the top two or three defenses in the league. It's not outside the realm of possibilities that T.J. Watt wins NFL Defensive Player of the Year again at plus one thousand. That's a nice return.
2: That's I mean, besides that Donald, not something like uh, that's something like the Pro Bowl too? I think where you got to sort of get in the hunt before you actually get it. Get the recognition, get the voters used
1: to saying your name, and you know that yeah. kind of buzz. Yeah, especially when you got to get
2: you, in the conversation.
1: When yeah. your older
0: brother is who your older brother is, you know, mm-hmm. you're still kind of looked at as well. He's just a younger brother now.
1: Uh, what I was about to say though is Donald should be one. Of course, absolutely, yeah. of course. But I think Watt has as good a case as anyone in the league to be, too. You know, I mean, other other names I would say are Miles Garrett, some of these other edge stud dudes. A lot of time over history, that award has gone to the Ray Lewis of the world. You know, the huge tackle, do-everything leader of a great defense. I don't know if there's a linebacker keekly has gone, you know. Like yeah. there, there isn't that guy I mean, in the Bobby league. Bobby
0: Wagner's still there, but right. I yeah. mean,
1: the Colts. If they, if they win twelve games, goes to the Leonard or something like that, maybe. But that's stretching it. So, I bet it goes it's one to, of those
0: one of those guys that gets you know a bunch of sacks. Yeah,
1: year. I mean, I think Don, outside of Donald, I would take one of the edge guys and him with the Bosa's and all those guys. You know, have as good a chance as anyone.
0: Um, offensive player of the year. I'm looking here, and I don't see. Any of the Steelers mentioned on this list? No, so Trevor Rod- Lawrence. <laughs> That's so a weird award
1: to me because somebody gets the is. MVP, and if you win the MVP and
0: you're a quarterback, you probably should win the Offensive Player of the Year award.
1: See, I always thought the Offensive Player of the Year sh- award should not go to a quarterback. Like it should be the best at off- non-quarterback offensive player. Of That's well, like
0: giving a Cy Young award win, uh, to a uh, to first a closer <laughs> No, to a, to a closer. They got their. They got their yeah, their, I guess they've got their own award. But the best. The offensive
1: player not named a quarterback doesn't have their own award. They don't. Uh, you know, like Michael Thomas from McCaffrey yeah. would have won it
2: last year. Moving on here, NFL yeah. coach Fair of the No, no, coach we should year. come up with one of those. Call it the Call it the Williamson Award. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a sponsor. I like this. We can we can figure this out. We can out. figure and, it out. Uh, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead since you said coach of the year. Coach of the year. The, the coach of the year is the guy who holds up the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year. It should that's be, but that's the not year. the case. It, it is not. But I I have I pay no attention to coaches of the year awards in any sport it's the guy with the trophy everybody else didn't win
0: well here's the odds on some of these guys not named mike tomlin um obviously bill belichick is plus 850 you expect him to be high on the list bruce arians is plus 900 um brian flores has better odds at plus 1600 to mike tomlin Hmm. um Frank Reich has better odds. It's plus 1,600. John Harbaugh, plus 1,800. Kevin Stefanski at plus wow. 1,200. Cliff Kingsbury at plus 1,300. Kyle Shanahan at plus 1,400. Uh, Mike McCarthy at plus that, they 1,100. They stopped voting
2: on that before the Super Bowl, right? They, they do, Right yes. after the regular season. Yeah. Okay, um, so
0: Shanahan has a
2: chance now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stefanski and those guys. Right.
0: Uh, you got uh, Mike Vrabel. Do you plus what I did there. Uh, I did. I saw that. I, I caught yeah. that.
2: Um, Twenty-eight to three, and then that nonsense last year. Thank God they weren't running the ball at the end of that game. Thank oh my God.
0: God! But the odds on Tomlin, <laughs> the odds on Tomlin winning the award is plus twenty-two fifty. Wow. So I thought that's, he was really in, the, heat, well,
1: in on the hunt last year, the last two games of the season. The last two games hurt him. The last three it, games but, right. ruined that. But. but I mean, if they were to go out, to, if they were to out to the playoffs, I think he probably wins it.
0: But again, to your point, if they go thirteen and three this year and win the AFC North. Everybody was picking Baltimore.
1: Yeah. I think you have to beat Baltimore for him to win that yeah. award. I mean, you have to do something unexpected. Like, Noel never yeah. won it because he was expected to win it. I don't think Belichick's won it that often. You know, like... Yeah, well, won Noel won it... won it four times, Matt. Oh, did he?
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he won, he won the 4 times. Oh, your, one, your
1: right? version of it. Right, yeah. He's got yeah. a lot of jewelry. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I just think that's uh, interesting here. Looking at the over-unders, we get got the over-unders here for three of the Steeler players. Uh, on this uh, particular site that where you ah, you talking, yeah, where you can,
2: nah, yeah, this where you can look a... at these
0: things. So the over/under on Ben uh touchdown passes this year, over/under 26 and a half. What's your feeling on that?
2: Way over that. It's not a very high number.
0: It's not a high number. He's uh, he, the last oh, time we saw him. That's a week. I'm sure they're baking that's a week 13 cigar,
1: and... baby. <laughs> Well, Mike, I don't know if you know my policy on this. I mean, over under futures bets like this, if I was made of money, I would put 100 bucks on everyone out there, all their unders, and I think you'd win money every year.
2: Well, you'd have to do the math on that. but um, Because people get hurt. I, I That's in that Roethlisberger scenario, 26 and a half? 26 and a half. If, he's yeah, 16, if he plays 16, he in, blows that out. If he gets yeah. injured, he, he doesn't hit it. If he if he plays the majority of the time, he sails by that. I think he beats it in 14 games. Is that like a blackjack? You get, do you get extra for <laughs> you that? You get extra if you
0: do that, yeah. <laughs> I think so. How about over under 3,850 and a half yards?
2: They're going to run the ball more. They're going the to more. run the ball yeah. more, Yeah. He's, but, still gonna in, he's still going to throw it. He's still got to throw it in the end zone, even from the four yard that's line. That's about fourteen hundred uh, yards
0: less than what he threw for in twenty eighteen. I still don't know how
1: many big plays will be in the passing game compared to that year. Is what I was sitting here thinking. You know, like yeah. Juju had a ninety yarder that year, and you know that helps you get there pretty quick. Well,
0: Juju's still on the team.
1: I know. I know. I just, I mean, AB is a deep threat, and sure they'll throw some bombs to Claypool in Washington. It might just be a shorter passing, you know, shorter average depth of target.
0: I don't know. I think that's a good number. Thirty-eight fifty is not that. I mean, he's been over that number pretty much mm-hmm. every year that he's been healthy for the last decade.
1: I mean, I would sure. I would imagine that the Vegas folks are are factoring in that if they if they make that number too big, everyone's going to go under, thinking right. he's going to miss a game or yeah.
0: so, and then you lose. You know,
1: uh, to hit, more yeah, so uh, than mostly, it's about health.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about James Conner? over under 825 and a half rushing yards
2: another so one think over, but same. I don't trust yeah right. I, I don't trust the availability I just don't I'm sorry yeah I, I mean he was over I mean, yeah. that number
0: in 2018 he was well under that number last year I'll take the under uh Juju smith schuster yep. under under <laughs> <laughs> over Six and a half touchdowns. Uh, Maybe. Ooh, That's not bad. He had seven in each of his first two seasons. Obviously didn't get there last year. I'll go over on that. I think he's good in that area of the field. I think he can bounce back,
2: but I'm not convinced it's going to happen. So I would take what I was going to put on Juju Smith-Schuster and just put some more on Ben Roethlisberger going over mm-hmm. 26 and a half touchdowns.
1: Okay. I'm under Juju catches and yards though.
0: Okay, well here's the here are the numbers for those. Yards for the 2021 season uh for Juju Smith-Schuster 1099 100. and a half. And that looks like it's where the money is going because to go under that no actually the, the money's going the other way. Uh, to go under that is even money. To go over that is minus 130.
1: I'm going under. Mike? Under.
0: Going under, 1,099.5. I'm with you guys. I don't know that he's going to be the number one receiver on this team. That's my
1: point, because I bet Deontay Johnson's not on that list because he's not a big enough name he, he's yet. He's not, and that's – And the, I would yeah. go over on all his stuff is my right. point. Right,
0: uh, And then the final one for and Juju. that Claypool guy looks good from what I yeah, hear the, from the, these yeah. pool reports. Although he did drop a pass today to end practice. Ah, uh, over, under on catches this year for Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, 91.5. Under.
2: Oh, under there, yeah. Feel good about. I think that we got game. a pretty diverse offense, don't you guys? Yeah, right. Yeah, I think. I don't so. think they need him catching. You spread it around. Balls, you right. get the, the two tight uh, ends. He that can, you... Yeah, he can catch seventy-two and have a pretty good year. Right, right. and be very, very useful. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, catch get, get the end zone seven, 80 or eight times. And, you know, 75 yeah. 80. Uh,
1: That's mm-hmm. that's a right. good year. I think that's might what they maybe was what they want.
0: I would think so, right. yeah.
1: And if Ben hits the over, yeah, and I mean
0: this this isn't where you have to force feed Antonio Brown the football no. to get him 120 catches, right? I think you have to go to the open guy, yeah, the, guy with the best matchup. I agree. That's going to do it for those over unders. I just okay. thought that would be an interesting little uh, thing to look Wait, at there. before we get
2: out of that. Okay, who's the guy that's going to get the best matchup? Who's going to be the op- open guy?
0: It might be. But I'll tell you what. Early in the year. It's not going to be Juju. I think Juju's going to get attention early in the season. Uh, I think Deontay you Johnson – You think that will continue throughout the year? No, I do not. I think Deontay Johnson at some point takes over, kind of like Juju did yeah. two years ago. Um,
2: and don't forget what Keith Butler said the other day about if he was defending him, he'd double him. Claypool, not right Juju. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, can you see Claypool and Deontay Johnson getting more attention than Juju and Juju getting more favorable matchups? There's Maybe in a December, yeah,
0: certainly a possibility, and he's going to be working out of the slot a lot as well. Makes it a little harder. Yes, he is. Yeah. So,
1: and it's not like you always have or to so, double So somebody. we think,
0: right? So we think, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's—I uh, don't know—that's a—that's thats a tough one.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think their offense, if des- by design how it is right now is, if they're going to double somebody, there's three other dudes that they're going to like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know that doubling is the way to go against this team, necessarily. Well,
0: five receptions a game gets you to 80.
1: hmm
0: The number's 91 and a half. I'm under. Okay.
1: I juju ju- you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And five receptions yeah. a game isn't that many. No,
1: I know. But if he misses one game, two games, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. when okay. in doubt, go under.
0: Okay. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're Matt Micah Pursuta, also on the line here with us uh, for the training camp report. Our Steelers coverage is brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank is the official bank of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to take another break. We'll be back right after this. Years ago today, uh, this gentleman uh, passed away in a helicopter accident. I actually remember where I was at when I heard the news. Of really, I was in Johnstown, Actually, I was I was staying on campus for the summer. I was uh, doing some painting for uh, a family there. I was painting a, a picket fence for them, and I was driving uh, back back to campus. And uh, they, there was a report. I think on WDV. So you ran to pick a picket fence on him. I did, <laughs> uh, but the re- the initial report said there Eric, Eric Clapton had died caught as well. Watching the paint dry. I did not. No, I did not do that. I was too busy running from bees. But uh, <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan also a close friend of Craig Wolfley. I don't know if you knew that. Wolf I was friends not. with. The... I knew he was a big fan. I didn't know he was a big fan. And he met. BFFs. He met uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan a few times over the okay. years, and they talked. They they chatted, and, and he considered him a friend
1: close friend you said oh
0: okay okay Well, everybody nice. hey anybody who meets Wolf is a close friend to Wolf that's just the way he is he should have been like Stevie Ray's bodyguard or something back in the day he may have been right. a, uh, yeah, who knows I'm, well, sure right. they, I'm sure there was probably some talk Security, about that. hey right? you're a pretty big dude how about <laughs> right. you come up
1: uh... <laughs> heard you fought Butterbee
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the Training Camp Report. I'm Dale Lally here with Mike Pursuta and Matt Williamson. And, um, Mike, we have the uh, handy-dandy pool report from practice today. Steelers holding a practice at Heinz Field despite the uh, early rains that uh, came through the area this morning. And Did you guys chip in for this one? Uh, I did. Did you? Mike did not. Hmm. Slacker. See if you could figure out what my contribution to said pool report yeah. are. Uh, Terrell well, Edmonds. no Blazing
2: Saddles reference. So. Uh, there is no Blazing Saddles
0: <laughs> reference in here, but I think my contribution will be quite notable. Yeah. It will be apparent. Uh, Terrell Edmonds was active early, but didn't practice fully in team drills. He has a brace on his left knee, so we now know that what's kind of bothering him. Um, we saw Alejandro Villanueva go down briefly in a red zone play, receive some attention from his teammates. Uh, he got up flexing his left knee, but uh, later returned to practice. That was that doesn't sound like your handiwork. A bit of uh, actually, I wrote both of those. Did you? I did, hmm. but that was not the, the 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 one that I'm referring to. Uh, Anthony McFarland, though, Mike added to the uh, he's in concussion protocol. Uh, he practiced, but left early, uh, so it could be a few days before we see him again.
2: Yeah, that's a guy that's been generating some buzz. But uh, you know, when you're a young guy any time missed is a valuable time missed, and particularly this year.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. That's a crowded uh, room. stuff tough. Uh, Mike Tomlin did say that fullback Derek Watt has been limited in practice coming back off of a surgery, but is targeted to be a full go for the season opener. Uh, Watt did get some reps in the uh, practice ending 7-on-7 seven seven drill. Uh, you saw him flexed out onto the to the right uh, late in that period. Uh, I like and, hearing that. And he caught a, a quick pass for a 7-yard gain, flexed out wide.
1: That was your tidbit. That was not mine, but hmm. I thought you might. You're be just going to that... guess them
0: all? <laughs> no, I thought there was an ulterior uh, motive
1: there. Like, let's help my buddy Matt, and he'll be happy knowing that TJ or the but the, I knew, I knew mentioning that, that that out. you would be right.
0: quite quite happy. Yeah, about that that,
1: seeing... that tickles
2: my fancy a yeah. little bit. Yeah, um, Dale, can I jump ahead and guess your uh, contribution? Ahead. Yes. Uh, the Daniel McCullers note. Uh, ding ding ding, I see ding, you, ding, big ding, Dan. ding ding. I see you, big Dan Tomlin yelled. That makes up uh, I'll, I'll give you this one, but you had one I don't know if it was yours per se, but there was a note in the practice report recently that said Daniel McCullers looks slim. Yes. And mm. and that is a crock of gargonzola. I, I don't care relative, how much huh? weight I don't care how much weight that guy lost. He's eight feet tall and seven hundred pounds. He does not look slim.
1: <laughs> Much to that same—Crawley and I, you know, Crawley filled in for Dale today. And he. we were talking about Ben's He can elbow. fill in, but he can't replace. But he couldn't replace, right. <laughs> facsimile of. And he was talking about Ben's elbow. And we were saying how maybe he didn't even realize it was bothering you because it gets a little bit worse each time. And, then wow, it feels really good. And Crawley's like, yeah, back in college, man, I was putting on lots of weight. <laughs> and I was getting really heavy, and I didn't know, and I'm like, what,
0: were you up to like a bucko two or what? You know, like, it's all Crowley, around, It's like Crowley was chubby when I first met Crowley. Really? Crowley was chubby before his wedding. <laughs> and then Crowley, before his wedding, he ended up dropping like 30 pounds. I guess that's what he was referring to. I figured he was always a
1: little person. Even
0: so, he was still only as big as one of Big Dan's legs. <laughs> right. So I was say,
1: maybe Dan's slim for Dan. Ah, oh, wow!
0: Wes has photos. I'll say about the Daniel McCullers uh, note today. Uh, Look McCullers got on him. He got yeah. I know he was fat. Uh, he wow. got kudos twice from Mike Tomlin for his work uh, in the get off drill. Uh, Tomlin yelling, "I see you, Big Dan!" After McCullers first rep with his group, in which he he got off the quickest, and then he did it again the second time around, and and uh, Tomlin just yelled, "Big Dan!" <laughs> <laughs> It, it sounds better than it looks in print. He's going to make the team again, isn't he? He is, yeah. <laughs> uh, in oh, part yeah. because Chris Wormley oh, yeah. is still sidelined.
1: I mean, it's some, there's always some reason it works out. He's going to make the team again.
0: And right now, he's
1: the backup nose. I mean, he's their sixth best defensive lineman, right? Probably. As yeah. he has been every year. They always seem to have five He's always number six. Right. Yeah, I'm number six. He
0: did not you know can live on that. <laughs> Um, you know, his body type is kind of looks like a six, although it's much it's a much thinner six this year. Okay, he's lean and mean this year. (laughs) Uh, A large portion of practice today was was worked on special teams, so we heard a lot of Danny Smith yelling and screaming, including tackles to the ground on live kickoffs. Good. So they did work some kickoff drills. Uh, Tackling on special teams is especially hard. I mean,
1: you got to come to balance, chop your fl- feet, yeah. you know, you bend your knees. I mean, that's not easy. You need practice. And
0: Not that. just that, but they were working. Actually, it was a return drill to open practice, and the, and when they actually practiced live kickoffs, it was it was with their return guys. The first okay. team return guys were who I assume will be the first team. Are you allowed to tell us who they are? Or is that it? Is not right in, the, okay. in the in the in the practice report. I know who they were. Okay. It was okay. it was guys who were on those units last year for the most part. Gotcha. Matt, we could tell you, but we'd have to. We'd no, have to, I, I don't. Want we would you have guys to kill would, you, right? Uh, but it was interesting because Anthony McFarland was the first guy that they used there, and then they, they put Big me. Dan was Big Dan was second to slim down version. You know. <laughs> no, but it was <laughs> <laughs> hey hey hey. Love to play Funny that. you say hey 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 because it was <laughs> Ray 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 uh, Ray <laughs> Ray McLeod uh, with the his first rep took one to the house. Did he? On a live, they were tackling live on this thing, and nobody laid a hand on him. He hit the seam, cut once, and was daylight. Boom! He can go, huh? He can go. I wonder if he's the fastest dealer. He might be now. He I don't know. Be, right. He's flashed a little bit though since they signed him. And, and switcher, interesting guy. Switzer's banged up guy. too. Switzer's I mean, switcher's banged right, up. Right. I mean, I don't know that uh, necessarily that uh, Dion Kane is is he a necessity at this point? Can you think you can you know?
1: No, he's intriguing. I liked when I picked him up, but yeah. I could sleep at night without him.
0: I mean, he's not going to do anything for you on special teams. Right. Uh, this guy might do it, might might be a, a mm. special teams uh, workhorse.
1: Interesting. Interesting. But he's practice squad eligible, too, right? Yeah. 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 He's like practice squad eligible. Of and of guys, certainly so. an
0: interesting pickup. But he hasn't mm-hmm. done a whole lot in his previous stops, but also hasn't had a quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger throwing him the football. Yeah. I mean, he just was,
1: the return skills are intriguing. He to was me. with
0: Buffalo two years ago. Yeah. Who, uh, and he was with Carolina last year. Not wow. the best year to be in no, Carolina. Not at all. Did he end up back at Buffalo at the end of last year? Or
2: was it? I think he was there twice. He, sure he may have ended that, up back
0: but... there last year, but even so, uh, not the best. Best he had. He had both Allen's throwing him the football, and neither one of them are neither one are very good at that. Yeah. necessarily.
2: <laughs> so. Oh, uh, I like the one. I, I like the, the Buffalo. The one's one. gonna. The one is gonna show you guys a little something.
1: He's got skills. I mean, he's got abilities. I I'll, we'll have to make a little side bet off the air on that. One
0: <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> uh, Mike, I don't know if you saw this early in the practice, uh, but of course Ben Roethlisberger is known for his pump fakes. Uh, he executed. Oh, one, I saw that. Yeah, executed one perfectly in practice uh, when they were early in practice, opening up uh, Juju Smith Schuster down the seam on a post for a long gain. Um, You know, pumped that corner. The corner kind of, you know, froze for a second, and that opened Juju up for about a thirty-five yard gain down the seam. It was, it was. Oh, that
2: was that was a touchdown. That was uh, was, as long as they wanted. There was your ninety-yarder
0: right there. I mean, that was. I
2: felt like going down onto the field and uh, tapping Minka Fitzpatrick. On the shoulder pad and saying, "That's what I was talking about the other day (laughs) when I was asking you about the offense making plays, and you had the audacity."
0: What practice are you watching? (laughs) But you asked Ben the same question today, and he just replied, "The defense or defense." I did,
2: and that, and I gotta give uh, I gotta give Minka and TJ Watt credit for that one because you never hear that. I mean. Every year when you ask somebody who won a drill or who won the day or who's getting the better of who in 11-on-11, 11 11, if you ask a defensive guy, he says the defense. And if you ask an offensive guy, he says the offense. That extends to the assistant coaches. And, and Ben has true for so, decades, I, right? As long as I've been around. Right? And ben Roethlisberger <laughs> today, just on oh, defense. Like, it wasn't even – how could you even ask me that? Hmm. So maybe Mika was right after all.
0: Maybe he was. Maybe he was. It's a pretty good day. Uh, Marcus Allen's a guy that we were talking about mm-hmm, uh, after the buzz. first uh, back or second backs on backers, and was having a, a uh, showing some okay showing some signs that maybe he's starting to come around a little bit. And Mike yep. Tomlin did say today that uh, uh, you know they're looking at Marcus Allen not only as a safety but as a linebacker. Yeah, that makes sense. Do some linebacker st- type stuff. Well, if if he's going to play linebacker, he had better put on – he'd better buckle up or he'd better put on some weight because he got Benny snell today. Really? Oh, he just got run over.
1: In a block or as a – No, ball on a,
0: they, had, they had a drill where they were pitching the ball to the running back and the, 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 the defensive guy had to come up and make the tackle. Mike okay. Tomlin was kind of marking the line of scrimmage. He was a little bit downfield. And Snell and, and <laughs> Allen hit right at the line of scrimmage and Snell kept going, and Allen was laying on his back he on the field. After. He just, I mean, Benny Snell got lower, and he just, just destroyed him. And Mike Tomlin said, "Let's let's run that one back again." <laughs> and so they did it again. And Marcus Allen, when he went low again, trying to get low on Benny Snell, and Benny Snell gave him a little deke move to the inside. Never laid a hand on him. Wow. Never laid a hand on him. Wow. That's
1: not a stellar moment, but that's good to hear from Snell. Obviously, yeah. I mean, hey, you yeah, got yeah. to learn.
2: You got to learn. You got to start somewhere. I, I kind of like Allen's path in that role to the field better than safety.
0: Well, without a doubt. I yeah. Mean, I, I don't know that he's an yeah. NFL type safety. He just doesn't catch the ball well enough. But if he can play, but but he uh, might
2: be one of these hybrid guys that can run and cover. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm interested to. Uh, as Bill Cowher used to say, continue to monitor the situation. Yeah, I mean, if he turns into because the even the Michelob Light version of
1: Baron, that has value. Yeah, you yeah, know, right. Yeah,
0: I, I'm with you. No, yeah, I mean you know, as a safety, he can he runs better than a linebacker. Right, right, he's, right. You know, he's he is you know like six two and. You know, 215 pounds, so it's not a a stretch for him to to line up and do that in in today's NFL. um, But yeah, he's still got some things to learn in that regard. He's
1: always been closer to Barron than Minka, though.
0: Yes, absolutely. 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 But, uh, Mike, that's going to do it for your portion of today's show. Uh, we're going to let you go here. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by as we do uh, every day. We won't be doing this show tomorrow. Just a reminder, the Steelers will be doing practicing tomorrow night at Heinz Field. Tunch and Wolf will be in this time slot. Mike, you'll have duties on the .dot on the .com side of things for the Steelers. Uh, I'll be there watching practice. Uh, we get to go to the press box tomorrow. I'm very excited.
2: No, I'm still going to be in the tent.
0: I'll be in the press box, and it'll be air-conditioned and nice and cool, and I can sit there and that sounds quite enjoyable. practice, and That's maybe they'll have some snacks. Design. Good, good yeah. for you. Even a bag of chips <laughs> would
1: go a long way. Or yeah, absolutely. Or, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely.
0: But uh, we appreciate you stopping by as you do every day, Mike. We'll talk to you again next week on this show. Uh, that is Mike Pursuta of uh, Steelers.com and DBE Morning Show, Steelers Radio Network. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We'll be back to talk more uh, NFL and the Steelers right after this on the Training Camp Report. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with the Training Camp Report on Steelers Nation Radio. The Steelers made a couple of roster moves today. Uh, they signed uh, linebacker J. Elliot, Elliott, who had been with them last year yeah. in training camp. I'm uh, with for five games last season, actually, as well. Uh, and they also signed long snapper Liam McCullough and released wide receiver Anthony Johnson and linebacker Leo Lewis uh, just a couple. Johnson's hurt. Move the needle for you. I mean, no.
1: yeah, you bring the. I mean, you bring a long snapper in because you know just to get you through the next yeah. couple of days of Elliot practice. Probably it was
0: okay whatever. when he was here last. Yeah, year, say but he, he at least has. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But they just needed a long. So they were going to work on a lot of special team stuff today. They wanted to give Cam Cannaday, who hurt his knee last mm-hmm. Saturday, a little extra time. Yeah. Don't put it because he practiced yesterday, or I'm sorry, two days ago. Um, and I, I just think they wanted him to. Hey, you just stay off of that we gonna we'll get a guy for the next one. Yeah. We know who you are. Yeah. Right. We don't want to see Vance McDonald snapping the ball <laughs> over the place again. So. <laughs> that, it, and slows it down up, the drill a little. It ends up costing a guy like Leo Lewis his job.
1: That's the thing. That's what's yeah. so dirty. I mean, not dirty, but it's just the rough business. Like, we always talk about this when they make their final 53. Like, number 53 might not be long for this world. Right. I mean, one little thing happens anywhere on the roster, and you're done, dude. Yeah. You know, right.
0: Don't want to be that guy. No. Um, In Miami, Xavier Howard was back. The Pro Bowl cornerback was removed from the reserve COVID-19 and active, physically unable to perform list on Thursday. Howard had been on the COVID list since August 16th. The Dolphins also signed defensive end Avery Moss and Wave cornerback Picasso Nelson Jr.
1: Love that name.
0: And center Donnell Stanley. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh,
1: I don't think there's many big-name dudes on the COVID list anymore. I think he was the last one, That's what I was thinking, Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: He was the last guy on the list, so good for him. Uh, league Yeah Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide out uh, Chris Godwin was at practice in full pads After just viewing practice the last two days uh, And of course as we mentioned yesterday The Bucs also signed uh, officially center A.Q. Shipley Yeah he might make that team too <laughs> I'm assuming if they sign him at this point He's yeah. going to make it I mean he's only a center and probably
1: the backup But yeah
0: 87 years old Right
1: right Knows how to still get it done
0: uh, speaking of centers, and maybe this is why the uh, the, the Bucks signed A.Q. Shipley, the Browns signed center John Toth. They'd been in the market for interior interior help with J.C. Treder sidelined. Hmm. Uh, they also placed uh, defensive end Curtis Weaver, who they claimed off waivers from uh, Miami on injured reserve. So he's
1: got a free fifth-round pick out of the deal pretty much. Right? Yeah. yeah. Did, didn't cost him a thing.
0: Didn't cost him a thing. Uh, the Chicago Bears and David running back David Montgomery – uh, who went down in practice yesterday with a groin injury is expected to be out two to four weeks. Yeah, I saw that. I according mean, to Ian Rapaport.
1: I mean, I guess he went off on a cart, and a lot of people thought, "Oh no, it could be a lot worse." Non-contact and, drill, right? Or, but he may not be around for the regular season or beginning of the regular season. The guys behind him are, bleh. yeah, I mean, I mean they, just, they could. I mean, their
0: running back room is worse than the Steelers,
1: even when healthy.
0: Even when healthy. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I wonder if they would. Call the Ravens about Gus Edwards or sign Devontae Freeman or, you know, I mean, just get somebody. something. Yeah. yeah you, gotta, mean, you can't go in with that.
0: Especially when, he you know, he's suffering a groin injury early in the year. That may not get better. No, right. You know, he may be good enough to play, but he's one play he away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Cowboys tackle Matt, Mitch Hyatt left practice on a cart after injuring what looked like his right knee in individual drills. Um, he's a depth guy. This but, took yeah. uh, place roughly 15 minutes into their practice. Um, <clears throat> that doesn't look good for him. No. Bengals running back Joe Mixon, who hasn't practiced in recent days and wasn't spotted on the field Wednesday, has been dealing with migraines. Yeah, I heard According that. According to Tom Pellisaro, there's optimism he'll be back soon with contract talks ongoing. Mm-hmm. Mm-ha. Yeah. Mm-ha. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the, A.J. Green's back, though. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals did release uh, kicker Tristan Vizcayano.
1: Been a lot of kicker transactions in the last couple days. I'm yeah, not sure what to make of that.
0: But I just wonder if uh, part of uh, Joe Mixon's migraines might have to deal with that. Just, you know, He hasn't been out there for a few days with migraines. Uh,
1: I wonder if a <laughs> couple million bucks would help the migraines. <laughs> might help, yeah. You, you can buy a lot of aspirin <laughs>
0: right. with the new contract. Uh, Detroit Lions running backs DeAndre Squ- Swift and Bo Scarborough did not practice Thursday. Detroit is working out former Browns and Packers quarterback Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, the Lions signed defensive end Kevin Wilkins and released defensive tackle Olive Sagapulo. Polo.
1: Hmm. I mean, I think Kaiser at least deserves to be in the league in a Paxton Lynch-like manner. You know? I mean,
0: he's got a big arm.
1: Yeah, you know, I liked him coming out of school. I was wrong on him. I mean, I'll yeah. be the first to admit, but... It shocks me that he's not somewhere with expanded practice squad. I
0: kind of forgot Bo Scarborough was still He's with okay. The, yeah, he's not a bad running back. He runs hard. He's yeah. big. Uh, he's I mean, not going to make anybody miss. But no.
1: He's, but, like, in the world of fantasy, he could hurt carry-on and swift a little absolutely. bit, too. If they you know, he he might say, hey,
0: we're going to use him as a goal linebacker. Right, or, right, right. You know, there's there's a little bit of... Uh, he's okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Buffalo Bills wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, did not practice Thursday. He's dealing with a little bit of a lower back soreness. The team is monitoring monitoring... Bills released the uh, kicker Stephen Heiska mm-hmm. and punter uh, Lake Lawn Edwards. Wow. Uh, they're going with a rookie kicker. That's
1: from, you said, Southern. George, Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern, yeah. I mean, one thing that we had a kicker when I was in Cleveland, but it was a big stressor that you better get somebody that's used to kicking in weather if you're on Lake Erie here in Buffalo. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it might not matter for the next month or two. But it's going to matter It's sometimes. going to matter at some yeah. point.
0: You're going to be taking a kid who kicked at Georgia. Right. You know, at Georgia <laughs> Southern. Brother, right. Not, George, not Georgia, Georgia. Georgia Southern. Even then. You're going to make him the kicker. Uh, I would th-
1: really have a hard time getting a Southern guy or a West Coast dude and putting him in as the Bills kicker and try to win
0: a game. That's a uh, that's a stretch there. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have announced they've agreed to terms <laughs> with linebacker Will Compton. Uh, they released linebacker uh, Kalein Kirst-Thomas and running back Cameron Scarlett. Bill um, Compton's been around a little bit. How about this one? The Broncos released long snapper Wes Farnsworth, but they're also going to host former Steelers linebacker Mark Barron. Are they? I'm surprised Barron's not signed, too. Yeah. Yeah. This, is a, this is a good landing spot for him because it is. They're, they're hurting an inside linebacker. Right. He could come in and start. I mean, he yeah. may be here in week two as their starter. Um, not only did... The 49ers signed River Craycraft, as we said yesterday. They've also signed Kevin White. Yeah, the saw Virginia The one that they didn't sign, Johnny Holton. Johnny Holton. He was, the, he was the, the third guy in that, in that uh, little I mean, I know Kevin they
1: White's a bust, and he came out all the way back in 2014, but he's big and
0: fast. He was, anyways. He was. <laughs> Those WVU guys. Uh, after trading for Dolphins running back Kalen Balaj, the New York Jets released running back Pete Guerrero. And I can't remove, believe
1: anybody gave anything up for for Kalen, Kalen
0: Ballage, Ballage, yeah. right? And remove corner, especially in division. In division, right? I uh, removed cornerback Bryce Hall from the reserve COVID nineteen list. Okay, I just think it's
1: noteworthy that anybody gave up anything. Yeah. for
0: Yeah, um, the Kansas City Chiefs signed De- uh, center Dan Kilgore and waived injured linebacker Emmanuel Smith.
1: Kilgore could factor in for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Giants have signed running back Tavian Feaster and released wide receiver Tony Brown. That, but I just mentioned that because the Steelers do play the Jets. Yeah, yeah, 1. Arizona Cardinals have released defensive back B.W. Webb, another former Steeler. Mm. Couldn't believe he's still in the league. Yeah, he has been hanging around. That's a around, guy who's right. been hanging around forever and really made the most of his talent. <laughs> right. I mean, My fact, goodness. In made
1: a lot, as many checks as you got. That's great work.
0: Uh, we got a whole bunch of other releases here. Uh, the Vikings released defensive back Brian Cole. The Saints released defensive back Tino Ellis. The Eagles released uh, linebacker Dante Olson. The Carolina Panthers placed defensive back Derek Thomas, not that guy, no. uh, on injured reserve. The Colts placed running back Bruce Anderson on reserve and Al- Atlanta Falcons signed running back Craig Reynolds. I don't know hardly any of, of those people. Yeah, can't yeah. bodies there other than BW Webb
1: being released. It, yeah, basically people that have never been in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Training Camp Report here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Steelers Offensive Coordinator uh, Randy Feichner. Yeah, great. Right after this. We are back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, You're listening to the Training Camp Report here on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, earlier today we had the opportunity to talk to the Steelers Offensive Brain Trust, that uh, being Randy Feichner and Ben Roethlisberger, and pick their brains a little bit about this whole thing. But, of course, if you're talking to Randy Feichner uh, right now, you you have to ask him a lot of questions about Ben Roethlisberger, even if we hadn't talked talked to, to Ben earlier today as well. Uh, but, uh, of course, so Randy asked a lot about Ben Roethlisberger, but a lot of some other guys in that
1: offense as well. Right. I mean, there's some exciting young pieces, obviously. There's a lot of buzz around Claypool. But I think that Feetner roethlisberger relationship and familiarity is going to carry a lot of weight this year, especially early on.
0: Absolutely will. Uh, Steelers training camp media availabilities are presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Randy Feichner, uh had plenty to say today, so let's get to that right now.
5: Let's get started with Jerry Dulac.
6: Randy, how are you?
7: Um,
5: Hi,
6: Jerry. Um, ben was saying a little bit earlier that he was surprised or is surprised at how his arm strength has come back. Um, in practice,
7: do you pay particular attention to maybe any deep throws or sideline throws and monitor, and, and, and do you feel the same way?
6: I do, um, and I, I feel the same way like when we finish practice because I, I generally I'm always going to go up and ask him, uh, one, how do you feel? Um, and, and you know that he's uh, preparing uh, pre-practice and then post-practice he goes through routines also too, um, just physical things that he always has been doing, um, and, and that's been really unique to see. I like um, the idea that from a script standpoint and we're attempting to get things done, uh, he hasn't wanted to shy away from any of those, what you might call a deep opportunity, uh, if it was to present itself. Uh, and we've taken several.
5: Dale Lolly, DK. Uh,
0: Randy, you've been with Ben for a long time now. And do you find yourself, uh, he talked about how he's nervous about that first game and even nerve, even nervous now in practice. Have you gotten over those? nerves of watching him go through this and are you at the point now where you just, okay he's ready he's ready to go play a game
6: well i'm i'm always going to be nervous for our guys because uh i know how, how much they put into it uh and in this case you know how much he put into getting back to it and um you know what's interesting is you know we we, we had that first evening practice and uh, it was it was it was a practice i mean we, we've been practicing uh, sometimes we, we have a few periods what might be quote unquote a little liver than normal, um, but uh, I remember him coming off uh, you know, right after the first period, and he says uh, my knees were shaking, and I looked at him and said what? He said yeah, and there was only just the media it was in the stands, <laughs> so it was uh, uh, it was interesting, but it was the first time he had kind of officially kind of been back. You know, we went through that process of of uh, uh, pregame, and it was at night, and and you know so. Uh, I I guess you would expect that. Uh, You know how much he cares uh, and how much he's put in to get back, and hence those feelings are going to happen. You know, I know like in any football game, if you don't have somewhat of a jitter, if you don't have somewhat of an anxiousness, um, you're probably in the wrong sport. Uh, It usually, you know, disappears about after play one. Brooke
5: Pryor, ESPN.
3: Hey, Randy, Uh, when we were talking with Ben, he mentioned that it's gonna be really hard for Chase Claypool to sneak up on some people now because of how well he's done so far. And he mentioned that Chase isn't asking a lot of questions because they're already on the same page as far as communicating with hand signals and and he's where Ben wants him to be. How have you noticed their rapport developing and, and noticed Chase just developing as a player through training camp?
6: Well, I think the unique thing is, is you said developing rapport and you know sometimes that's hard to do uh, you know when you even have an off season uh, you know with young players uh, I think the thing that's uh, made this uh, exciting uh, uh, this early would be the fact of uh, Chase's availability I mean he's he hasn't missed a, a, a snap um, he's willing he's conditioned he's physical uh, he is intelligent um, so it gives him a chance to get uh, even more uh, action, more opportunities. And I think that, uh, uh, you know, that relationship is starting to, to grow. And, uh, and that's exciting because that isn't an easy thing to do um, uh, early for a young wide receiver. And, uh, and, you know, having had many really, really good wide receivers come through here, um, you know, he's, he's right in that same uh, mode of, of work work, work, shut up. And, and he, he basically, that's how he attacks his day and it's, and it's so neat.
5: Jeff Hawthorne,
8: 93.7. Hey Randy, along those lines, uh, have you been able to develop any roles for your receivers and try to figure out some of the depth that you have there and how do you go about doing that in these situations?
6: Well, you know, we've we tried to put them in as many situations as possible. We've emphasized situational football in most every drill that we do. We probably just don't put the football out and just say, okay, it's first down, let's go. Um, there's been a situation attached to uh, basically everything. We're trying to um, grab uh, those, those reps that we probably missed throughout many camps and o- OTAs um, and putting them in, in, in those situational game-changing type uh, moments every day. Um, I think, uh, again, I go back to somewhat availability. You know, um, we've had some maintenance things with some of the guys. We've had some guys that have missed a day or two here or there. And I, and I, I think that might slow down uh, that opportunity for that individual. But as a group, uh, I'm excited about the, um, the flow uh, of all of those guys being able to play. Most of the positions, uh, you know, you like to um, – I, I never really – I personally don't like to put someone in a box and say that you're an outside guy, you can't play inside, or vice versa. Um, We we put all the guys in a lot of different positions uh, to kind of showcase what their skill set might allow them to do, and and hence that only helps us uh, being a little more versatile. Uh, I like uh, where we're at at this point. I I would uh, be more... Uh, enthusiastic if if and when we can get that whole crew back together uh, practicing together on the field.
5: Mark Cavalli, the
7: athletic. Hey Randy, I was just wondering how much you uh, missed maybe Mike Munchak last year in terms of run game coordinator, and is there anybody this year you can uh, rely on or look to to help out in that regard?
6: Well, yeah, I think I think what happens is you know um, Sean and. Um, uh, Clem are together for one more year, um, you know, and, and I think that uh, consistency is going to show this year. Uh, I know that uh, having Coach Canada as another um, uh, experienced coach in the room, uh, it is only going to help Coach Faulkner's one year, uh, uh, you know, in, in the system and, and being able to communicate. I just think that, uh, you know, as a group, uh, we were fairly young there, and if you just mentioned taking out Coach Munchak, Uh You know that's uh, he, hes hard to replace in general. He's—he's uh, he's a dear friend of mine and uh, respected colleague. And uh, uh, but I—but I do believe that uh, as a group, uh, I, I do see the—you uh, uh, know, just like you would talk about players. You know, you see a staff that's uh, uh, having time to uh, mesh and be more coordinated and be more uh, open to other ideas and possible ideas and, 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 the, and the best things that we could possibly do to put our guys in the best chance to have success.
5: Will Graves, Associated Press.
7: Hey, Randy. Um, well, Real quick, uh, has Ben's availability surprised you and allowed you to sort of deviate from maybe what the original plan was for him? He talked about how his schedule, he's throwing more than he has in the last couple of years. And sort of piggybacking off that, in terms of building a rapport with guys, I mean, I wanted to ask him this, but I didn't get a chance to. Are, are some, does he maybe intentionally throw some, some tough balls to these younger guys to kind of feel them out and see where they're at?
6: Well, there's no doubt that he does that. It generally happens a lot in individual periods. You know, you, you guys get a chance to watch us practice, you know. Uh, I would think that uh, there isn't going to be many spot-on balls when we're throwing routes on air, um, unless you're working with somebody you've worked a lot with. Uh, I think back to Heath Miller. Um, You know, he's going to throw a perfect ball to Heath so he doesn't have to make him bend, twist uh, in year 10, 11, whatever years it were towards the end. But um, generally when you're talking about new players, you know, you'd like to see what that catch radius is. You like to see, uh, you know, how high can he go? uh, How far out can you put a ball? um, Can he um, maneuver and keep his body control on a back shoulder type throw uh, or slow a receiver down Uh, you know, and be able to, um, you know, have that confidence that 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 ball doesn't always have to be perfect. Uh, Quite frankly, they're not all going to be perfect. Um, They're going to be in an area, uh, hopefully, uh, as far as possible, away from another colored jersey, but in the vicinity that a receiver is able to make a play and comfortably understand why that ball was put there. So, you know, if that happens all the time, uh, I do think that, uh, you know and I, I tease Ben a little bit today because you know you've got some moving parts that you're really excited about having from Ebron to uh Chase and and, and some of these guys and and yet uh, in a called uh play and practice uh you know we we still have to go through our progressions we still have to uh, allow for uh those things to occur uh, to effectively play the position and he knows that. And sometimes you just get a little bit excited because you want to see if you can't force a ball or get a ball into a guy. And um, and I know that happens a lot and, and he's really challenged those guys a bunch. Uh, question about how much he's working and not working, you know, uh, the, the training camp again, um, the uniqueness of this camp um, uh, with a couple of days where, where you've had an off day and potentially a Uh, You know, a half day. Some of those type of things have lined up perfectly for him uh, to be able to still have the time off, and then and not really miss miss work, and uh, and so that's been really good. Uh, You know, in training camp in years past, you might have seen that you know he'd he'd totally have a day off where you'd see him off to the side. Uh, Some of that really just hasn't occurred because the off days have kind of fit right in at the right moment. So um, again, we'll always be on somewhat of a pitch count. Um, I think his push for individual periods and the pre-practice stuff and the post-practice things with the wide receivers is where, uh, you know, I just think he and I and, and coach Canada just need to keep an eye on those extra reps uh, that occur outside of uh, between the lines in a period.
5: Hey, Randy. Uh, one of the things that, I'm sorry, I'm outside and it's pouring. Can you hear me okay?
6: <laughs> I can. I
5: can okay. hear you. Uh, one of the things that Ben has said is that for the last, whatever, 15 years, he's dealt with this partially torn tendon and um, some twinges, some pain. And now he has absolutely no pain. Well, this is an un- unbelievably tough guy who always plays through pain. How can you tell? I mean, is it, is it obvious to you that he's actually playing without pain? Is there any discernible difference in what he's giving you because of that?
6: Uh, Yeah, I would just have to go on just uh, uh, things that I would have recognized and maybe not paid a whole lot of attention to, Uh, you know, twisting of his wrist, uh, maybe because his forearm might be a little uh, uh, sore, Um, uh, winding up of his shoulder, uh, loosening, kind of like shaking his, his arm to his side. Uh, things that I have just I you know when I when I really put my mind to it and think about it, uh, I have seen, and uh, I, I've I've seen it in meetings, and I've seen it in meetings where he's come in and, and actually uh, spend a meeting just twisting his his wrist, and, and maybe there's giving you some comfort, um, uh, in your in your elbow forearm type area. I know when the guys generally get a, a, a little bit tired, arm uh, that's a little different. Uh, but I, but I do think that uh, uh, there were, there, there were signs and then you could see some of those. But like I said, if you would have ever asked him, he's going to definitely, you know, you already know the answer to the question, he's going to say, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I mean, he's, he's been fine with a, with a, with a bad shoulder. He's been fine with a bad knee. Uh, you know, I, I've seen him uh, play and perform uh, under all those adverse situations of of, of not being perfectly healthy. Um, but. It, it is different now and i do ask him when we come off the field i just point blank ask I it been now you know how do you feel today and he says i feel fine and when he when he says it uh, i don't notice anything uh, that would lead me to believe that that he doesn't and um and and i would hope that uh, just our relationship to this point uh you know for for as long as we've been together that that he would never feel like he he would have to keep that from me if he if he didn't feel fine so and i like i said uh, it's not a He's not on the injury report. And he's not on the injury thing. I mean, we're just talking about him getting back, and it's so exciting that that he's got himself back to this to this spot.
5: Joe Rudder, Trib.
7: Yeah, Randy, I uh, just to kind of touched on previously. So, th- w- was there any hesitancy at all to let him go strong those first three days and do every practice last week? Um,
6: not necessarily, because you know we we did we talked about it. Uh, you know we we've taken this ramp up period. Um, that the uh, that that was collectively bargained, and uh, we've we've stuck to it from a rep count standpoint. Uh, we've 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 limited some of the fluff in a, in a practice. Um, again, where I have to uh, be careful, and, and I think for the good of all quarterbacks is those those extra throws that you get in a day that you just really don't count. Uh, that post practice uh, working with uh, Ebron, uh, uh, pre practice, you know. Uh, throwing with pouncey, just trying to hit the goalposts because they, they're they competing against each other. You know, those kind of general things, um, you know, you, you want to keep a pitch count on as best possible. And like I said, I, I, I don't think that would have ever been an issue just because of the way we've we've kind of
5: ramped up. Mike
2: Prezuda, DVE. Randy, have you had any non-football conversations with your guys, or do you anticipate having any in the wake of uh, baseball and basketball canceling games and some NFL teams canceling
6: practices this week you know I, I really haven't uh, you know I you know I like to come in early uh, yeah, I get a work day and kind of stick to my uh, my routine from a work standpoint um, you know I'm I, I guess I understand you know uh, a little bit about what's going on but I, I just I, I really haven't had time to think about it And uh, I don't mean that in in an insensitivity way, but um, if any of the players would like to talk, uh, man, I I would love to listen. I'd love to keep growing and learning more myself.
5: Brian Batco, Post-Gazette.
3: Hey, Randy, how are you? Good. Um, With Derek Watt, uh, from what you've seen out of him so far, um, can you use him? Or can he be as, as involved in the running game and as helpful as Rosie Nix was a few years ago? Are there some different things you can do with Watt's skills he might possess that, that Nix didn't? And uh, and just how uh, how much can he help you guys, especially in short yardage situations where you struggled last year?
6: Really good question, uh, because uh, Derek is uh, a very sharp player. Uh, he's uh, uh, the only probably time he's ever missed is now. I don't know what his practice... Uh, uh, things were uh, when he was uh, you know, with the Chargers, but uh, you know, one of the things that was attractive about Derek was uh, he had never missed a game. Uh, he was always available. Uh, he was asked to do a handful of things in the run and the pass. I think he does have uh, flexibility to do both. Uh, I do think he definitely has the toughness uh, and he has the intelligence to do and maybe be asked to do uh, a lot of things. So uh, there is a lot of excitement for that. Um, I realized that, uh, you know, uh, until we get him back full, um, you know, we've we've been uh, just kind of you know, working with him in uh, individual type drills and things like that. And like I said, I'll be excited when when he's ready to go.
0: That was Steelers offensive coordinator Randy Fecteau, of course, talking a lot about Ben Roethlisberger. But there were some other topics in there as well that that uh, he was sure. questioned about today.
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Good stuff there for sure.
0: Yeah, and no, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I thought it was really interesting when he talked about, um, you know, the contributions that he's he's going to get this year from his his offensive staff. We kind of forget that last year, uh, you know, Sean Surrett was a first-year offensive yeah, line coach. I hadn't,
1: th- I hadn't thought of that either.
0: And he also had a new running backs coach as well. Sure. So, you know, he, he, that's that's two key positions. Continuity
1: amongst an offensive or defensive staff is important too. Those guys spend a lot of time together.
0: They do. They do. Yeah, so – Interesting to note, uh, but we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear that Ben Roethlisberger interview that we talked so much about uh, earlier in the show. We're going to play that back for you right after this. Matt, as we uh, mentioned uh, a lot earlier today, we got the chance to talk to Ben Roethlisberger um, this morning, and, uh, man, he was uh, really upbeat again and feeling really good. It sounds by all accounts that he's... Rejuvenated. I mean, it
1: seems like uh, the word to use uh, and excited and brings a different feel to him, to the team. And, and it seems like it's the, the other players are noticing it as well.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, you wouldn't think you'd say that about a guy who's a 17-year vet. Yeah, right. <laughs> be, he's... Old man by their standards, you know, right. <laughs> he's got absolutely nothing in common with uh, half the roster <laughs> other than roster the fact right, right. that they're Steelers. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, he's, he's a different generation. I know uh, James Harrison talked a lot about that late in his career, but, you know, he you know he was the old man in the room. Well, that's now Ben Roethlisberger, but, man, he uh, looks good and is feeling good. Our uh, Steelers Training Camp media availabilities are presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's what Ben Roethlisberger had to say earlier this morning.
2: Ben, was there any discussion about not practicing today and can you kind of speak for the team as to the overall mood of the group and thoughts on uh, any planned responses to what's been going on the last couple
8: of days? I couldn't hear the last half of, it, half of it. Mike, I'll be honest, Mike, I only heard the first part of your question about practice. Um, I didn't hear the, the second a lot. like, kind of got muffled for some reason. I'm sorry. Uh,
2: I'm sorry. Just, do you have any thoughts on how the Steelers might want to respond uh, in the wake of what's going on in the NBA and
8: baseball? Um, you know, we, we just got done having, you know, like, Bert set a team meeting, and then we had some league-mandated stuff to talk about. Um, Coach Tomlin addressed with the team um, briefly about some of the stuff that's going on. Uh, I, I don't know that uh, if, you know. The practice was never was like we voted on anything. It just uh, we anticipate going out to practice at normal time. Uh, we have unique days today and tomorrow with kind of a night before the game um, type situations with mock games and stuff tomorrow. So um, as of now, uh, we, we're, we're all. Moving ahead as uh, scheduled. Next one, Jerry Dulack. Jerry, go
6: ahead.
7: Hey, Ben. Um, good morning. I'm um, curious, uh, you know,
6: a lot of um, stars in other sports, guys who are maybe used to adulation,
7: have talked about the lack of spectators, has, you know, uh, been, been, been hard for them to get extra motivated. Do you anticipate that being any problem when you guys start playing for you personally, maybe?
8: It's going to be different. Um, you know, I know we, we had our kind of practice the other night with the, the, the kind of fake crowd noise, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'd i be lying if I didn't say I wasn't excited to run out of the tunnel after last year uh, at Heinz Field. I mean, there's there's nothing better. Uh, and I'll, I'll never be able to put it into words or describe um, to someone that hasn't been able to do it, um, what it's like to run out of that stadium uh, here at home with the fans screaming and going nuts. and Uh, the terrible towels waving and so I was I was looking forward to that Um, obviously that's going to be different now but um and and playing as long as I have I mean it's going to be a unique situation you know whether there's a few fans or no fans I mean I'm not really even sure what's going to happen yet so um all that being said after missing last year uh you know I'm just going to be happy to be on the field playing a game
4: next up Joe Rudder Joe go ahead
7: Yeah, Ben, you went uh, pretty heavy the first week there. I think it wasn't until uh, when I guess you took some time off. I guess that's an indication your elbow feels good. And, uh, you know, how has it gone, you know, working as much as you have?
8: Yeah, it's felt really good. Um, you know, we've always, for the last, you know, handful of years, we've kind of done, a, uh, done the same routine with a full day, half day, off day. Um, and I even went three days in a row last week. And, um, you know, it's been feeling really good. I, I definitely need to, to give it some time um, to to rest that kind of one day off every so often uh, just out of general fatigueness and soreness. Um, But it's amazing how fast it bounces back and feels great the next day. So uh, I feel very confident going into a regular season schedule where we get, you know, Tuesdays off and Friday's a half day, Saturday's a a travel type day. So those kind of um, scheduled days off uh, throughout the regular season, I I think are going to be perfect. Next up, Brooke Pryor. Brooke, go
3: ahead. Hey, Ben, I know you used your platform recently at a men's conference over the summer to talk about issues that are bigger than football, and with yesterday being a significant day in sports activism. What do you think the role is of athletes to use platforms to amplify causes and and things that are bigger than the sport?
8: Well, I think each athlete and each person, whether it's a coach or whoever it is, you know, has the choice that to choose uh, to what level and to what degree they want to use their platform. Um, I think the the biggest thing right now is to um, for for me specifically is to listen um, to my African American teammates and friends um, that aren't even in football just to get a better understanding um, to educate myself. Next up, Dale Lawley. Dale, go ahead.
0: Hey Ben, we've we've seen you throw on back-to-back days. We've seen you, you know, throw on the run and do all these things, we've seen you throw deep balls, throw with a good zip on it. Is the last hurdle in your mind actually playing a game?
8: Yes, and, and try not to be too nervous. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've noticed. It's funny because I've talked to Coach uh, Randy and Coach Tom a little bit. When we've done uh, some two-minute drills against the defense, I've actually felt like, like the jelly kind of legs. Like, I felt nervous out on the practice field, which I've never felt before. Or uh, maybe not for a long time, but um, so I know if I'm if I'm nervous out there on the practice field right now that that the game's gonna it's gonna be a different feeling, and so um, that I think is gonna be the last hurdle. And getting hit, you know, I've, I've tried to talk T.J. and some of those guys into just giving me little bumps every once in a while, but no one will do it. But uh, getting hit and, and and calming the nerves are gonna be big ones for me. Next up, Mark Caboli. Mark, go ahead.
7: Hey, Ben, over this past week or so, has there been any throw that you've made and said to yourself, well, I wouldn't have been able to make that last year, or conversely, is there any throw that you've made so far that said, yeah, that needs I need some work
8: still? Um, I don't I don't think so because I, it wasn't like I wasn't able to make the throws last year as much as it was the, the pain maybe that I had after making them or – the discomfort uh, the following day, or things like that. So um, I, I think I feel really good in making some of the, the deeper down the field throws. Um, you know, I was uh, one of the practices I think last week. Um, I, I kind of I wasn't able to step into it, and I threw a, a go ball down the left sideline, and I, I just it felt like when it came off my hand, it was going to be short, and I ended up making it there in stride. So I, I was pleasantly surprised with kind of um, how how the arm how my arm strength has kind of come back. What I think maybe even a little better than, than it was before. Aditi, you're up next. Go ahead.
5: Hey, Ben. Uh, I would argue that you are the single most popular athlete in the state of Pennsylvania, or the most famous face in the state of Pennsylvania. And right now, you, can, I don't, you look like you're going to disagree with me.
8: I don't know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, OK, so we have seen multiple teams now. Four teams cancel practice to sort of have conversations. We've seen LeBron James, a very famous athlete, wonder if you know playing makes sense. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. What do you think is the smartest thing for you specifically and the Steelers to do?
8: Well, I think we need to educate, educate ourselves. Um, specifically, I, I would like to educate myself. And, and that's why I say I'm listening. I think listening is such an important thing to do um, because obviously I, I look different than a lot of my teammates and a lot of my friends. And so um, how can I better educate myself and listen and learn Um, because we all need to do and be better.
4: Next up, Albie, Albie, go ahead. Hey Ben, how's it going?
8: Good,
0: Albie. Ben, not just yourself, but the team. Uh, because of the way training camp has been, I, I, I keep asking this question to different people. How, I, I know it's different, but how is what's different in training camp and, and, and what was different leading up to training camp going to affect the quality of play? Do you feel that you guys are as much up to speed as you would in a normal camp up at St. Vincent?
8: Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think. Um... As much as you can be, right? I mean, without the OTAs, I think the – and the mini camps. I think um, the biggest thing is going to be young guys, right? Um, Guys that have never had that experience of playing an NFL game. I had a young running back come up to me, uh, a rookie running back, come up and say, I think I had my first aha moment in the NFL. He tried to bounce a a run outside and was easily kind of two-hand tagged um, down. And I said, well, what what was that? He said, I I tried to bounce it like I could in college, and they, they caught me. I said, yep. I said, that's, that's the NFL for you. I said, it's everyone's a lot faster and bigger and stronger, and it's not as easy to make things happen like that. So just those kind of, um, you know, the, the lack of that repetition for, for young guys, I think will be big. Um, I, I think where we might have an advantage over some teams is I, I'd like to think because we have more of a veteran team, veteran coaching staff, things like that. Uh, I'd like to think that maybe we have, um, not as much behind the eight ball as, as other teams maybe are up next missy matthews from steelers media
4: productions missy go ahead
5: hey ben chase claypool keeps popping up on the practice report coach tomlin said he and alex highsmith are proving that they belong what's most impressive about each of those guys
8: well i i always get caught trying to spread too much praise to rookies because i want them to sneak up on other people but it doesn't look like um chase is gonna be able to sneak up on anybody right now because people are talking about him and and deservedly so Um, he's just making plays um i think the plays that he's making are impressive but i think to me the more impressive is that he doesn't ask a lot of questions uh, which means he knows his stuff i I can change a play with a hand signal or um or, or or call a different play at the line of scrimmage and he I always check him like are you good and he's like I, I got it and so I think that is is just very very impressive from a quarterback perspective that uh, as much as we've thrown at him um, he's able to digest it and he, not saying he doesn't make a mistake but when he makes a mistake it's not he's not making the same mistake twice And so I just think that's really impressive
4: next up Rich Walsh Rich go ahead hey Ben you talked about being Motivated and, and winning a couple more Super Bowls and trying to get back to where the you were before. Uh, I wanted to ask about some of your teammates. Juju talked about you being back on the field and maybe your presence being out to practice and getting this team ready. Do you feel the the energy with those guys or the the motivation that that they want to play more for you?
8: Um, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I don't. I hate to say that guys want to like for me to say the guys want to play for me, I think could sound self-centered a little bit, but I think we're all excited to play for each other. I think we all, um, I know I missed out on last year and I think um, guys that I've just enjoyed playing with over the years um, and some longer than others, but uh, we have a lot of fun on the football field together. And so I think we're all looking forward to, to getting back out there together and doing it together and kind of showcasing what we hope everyone knows that we can do.
7: Next up, Will Graves. Will, go ahead. Hey, Ben. I asked Cam this a couple months ago. I'm just curious. Have you guys talked about ways you might approach any sort of demonstrations during the games to sort of avoid, obviously, what happened in Chicago? And, I mean, I know we're only two-ish weeks out, I guess, from things getting started. Have you guys started having those discussions? and, And how do you do it, you know, when there's so much more, you know, room for athletes to speak now than even there was three years ago?
8: Yeah, um, Cam and I have not, we haven't discussed that yet. I think we have some time, I, like you said, there's a couple of weeks out. So I'm sure, um, you know, it'll be more than just Cam and I, as there's a lot of people that, that need to, um, you know, be heard. Uh, and we've got a lot of great leaders in this team. So uh, we will all, I'm sure, uh, have discussions as it gets closer.
4: Next up, Chris Adamski. Chris, go ahead.
7: And just taking the year off, maybe make you want to play longer. Do you have a timetable in your head? Playing a forty, winning another Super Bowl. Did, just, and just seeing Brady and Breeze and and Rivers and those guys still playing—is that lasting them, or or seeing them have success in their forties uh, motivate you at all?
8: Well, I'm not worried about those guys. I mean, each person's kind of different. Um, each person has different motivations uh, in terms of their body, their family, um, focusing on winning championships. That's what we all want to do, and so. Um, I'm just excited to have the opportunity to play this year. Um, After missing last year, I can really only focus on this year because um, you you realize that you can't look past it. You can't look past one game and one play. So to me, I want to give everything I have this year um, and just really enjoy it um, because I didn't get to last year. A few more questions. Next up, Brian Batko.
3: Hey, Ben, uh, in the receiver room, you know, Juju is Juju. Deontay had an exciting rookie year, and you just talked at length about Chase, but it was actually James Washington who led this team in receiving last year, and, and not to say he's like a forgotten man or anything, but after you tried to strengthen your rapport with him in his rookie year, then you kind of just sit back and watch him last year. What have you seen out of him and, and his development and, and his progression going into this season?
8: You says Brian. I, Brian, I couldn't hear any of that. Could you repeat your question, please?
3: Yeah, sure, can you hear me now?
8: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of going in now, but I think I got you.
3: Okay, Um, yeah, it was mainly just uh, about James Washington. You know, you tried to further your rapport with him as a rookie, um, and then you kind of just get to sit back and watch him last year and his progression. What have you seen out of his development in this receiver room as a guy going into year three?
8: Yeah, I think James um, has done amazing things. I think, to me, the biggest thing that I've seen is his growth and the understanding of the offense and his conditioning. His conditioning is like, um, like no one I've ever seen before. Follow-up question.
0: That was Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger earlier today. Uh, lots of good stuff there from the Steelers quarterback, uh, not just on himself, but on the, the, the uh, social justice issues, the facing yeah. the team and the league and the country, in fact. Uh, but it's lots a good way good to wrap stuff. things up. Yeah, absolutely, and, yeah. Uh, Roethlisberger. Uh, He'd been he'd been doing this a long time and uh, you know as, as he said you just you know when you're uh when you've been doing this like this and, and you have so many teammates affected by s- these kind of situations you just take a, a step back and you listen to what they have to say and that's more and way of deal move, with yeah, that Obviously, move forward that way and whatever the Steelers do do if they do happen to do something you know prior to that that opener it will be as a team
1: yeah right I mean as it was with the whole kneeling thing a few years back and all these different things and um, I, I don't know I mean I think it's just a great way of him saying if it means that much to people I'm all ears absolutely. I want to listen I want to yeah. learn I want to help you
0: know I mean that's it's what you want yeah absolutely but uh, that's going to do it for our show today we thank you for listening Uh, to the training camp report for my partner here Matt Williamson for Wesley Euler here on site keeping us on the air and spinning all the great tunes for Mike Pursuta who joins us in the first hour I'm Dale Lally we'll talk to you tomorrow on the training camp report